My mother never burned her bra. She's much too frugal to burn a perfectly good bra. And anyway, she needed her bras to manage her warm, hefty mammy breasts. My mother did not get the train to Belfast with a noisy gang of women and return later the same day with fists full of condoms to be greeted at Connolly Station by a flanks of guardie and press photographers. I don't ever remember my mother reading Gloria Steinem or Betty Friedan, and she definitely wasn't on the pill. <laughs> and I don't really recall her ever describing herself as a feminist or, well, a women's liver, but she didn't have to. The children's allowance was very important to my mother. Her father had died when she was 12, leaving her mother to raise four kids on her own on a gas company secretary's wage. My mother, the eldest, had to grow up fast. As soon as she finished secondary school on the South Circular Road, she went straight into a job in Guinness's because her mother was determined that the two boys would get a college education and her secretary's salary alone wasn't going to cover that. Still, my mother liked working, even if she didn't get to keep everything she earned, even if she would have liked to go to college too. When her brothers were educated, she married my dad and shortly after he got a job in Ballinrobe County Mayo. And legend has it, that my Dublin mother landed in Ballinrobe and cried for two days. <laughs> she had six children, as planned, in quick succession, three boys and three girls, because she is that organized. <laughs> and the children's allowance became very important to my mother. See, every penny that came into the house came from my father. It was money he earned and was therefore, in my mother's mind, his money. It didn't matter that he didn't see it like that. It didn't matter that he gave it to her. It was still, to my mother, his money. And that bothered her. She didn't like buying anything for herself out of his money. And even more, she didn't like buying anything for him, a small birthday or Christmas present, for example, out of his money. It annoyed her. But every penny that came into the house came through my father, except for the children's allowance. That didn't come from my father and wasn't his money. The children's allowance came to the post office from my mother. That was her money. And she would save some of it and use it to buy small birthday gifts for my father or on rare occasions, perhaps even something nice for herself, like she would have done occasionally when she worked in Guinnesses. My mother could have been anything she wanted to be. She's a reader, my mother. A stack of books always on the bedside table, everything from Maeve Binchy to theology to the theology of Maeve Binchy. <laughs> She's a writer, my mother. She writes stories and quirky, funny poems. She took a creative writing course with the Active Retirement Group. She's sharp, my mother, sharpened by the crossword every day, simplex and cryptic, and sudoku and puzzles and big, complicated jigsaws. She's good with numbers, too. She's a doer, my mother. Likes to keep busy, and when she's busy, she likes to keep even busier. Six kids, two dogs and a cat squeezed into a Volkswagen Beetle brown bread in the oven, Connick, secretary of the community games managing the credit union. She could have been anything she wanted to be, my mother, in different circumstances, in a different time. And she was too smart to not sometimes be annoyed by that. My three sisters inherited many of my mother's traits. They're hardworking, kind, selfless, reliable, principled, no-nonsense. I've always wanted to be more like the admirable women in my life. My three sisters grew up in a different time from my mother, a different country, with opportunities my mother could only have dreamed of. My sisters could have been almost anything they wanted to be, and they were, though in many respects what they wanted to be was just like our mother. 
you.